All right, amen. Teaching others also. Here we are. It is Thursday, February 3rd, 2022. And uh, all kind of stuff happening around the world this morning. All kind of weather here in the U.S. of A. and other places. All kind of different time zones where everybody's at. But I'm going to say this to you. It's the same God. It's the same Lord. It's the same everything for a believer. We have different circumstances. We have different situations. But we have the same God. He has the same ears to hear us. He has the same heart towards us. He gave His Son to die for the world. Whether any particular people in the world would receive Him or not, He still gave Him. And if we get too far from the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, the gospel of God, we get off track. Now that doesn't mean that we say all that matters is the gospel and it doesn't matter, you know, if you walk with God and follow the Holy Spirit in your life and live a clean life and all that. All those things matter, but they matter primarily in relationship to and in proportion to the gospel. See, if if we focus on in our series, you know, this is uh, this is going into uh, day nine of this series on fishing for souls, fishing for men. And when we think about that, what are you fishing with? You're fishing with the gospel. What is the whole purpose is that people would be saved, not just secured for heaven, not just. Man, get that in your mind. I'll probably take a, a, a couple sessions and just try to get that into your head and your heart and your mind and your subconscious even. This is not just about people getting their ticket punched for heaven. Now, because you, But you can't change the gospel. <coughs> you can't change a presentation. You can't do that. You cannot do that in order to try to make sure people... You know, go on for God. That's called follow-up. Okay? However, the manner in which we go fishing for souls does set the pattern for how we can apply and appeal the claims of the Lord Jesus Christ to a person once they receive the gospel. Once they embrace the Lord Jesus Christ. So, how we do it does matter. Now, we're talking right now about being fishers. We... Matthew 3, yesterday we looked at John the Baptist as a good example of someone preparing the way. And someone made that comment to me later in the day about yesterday morning's broadcast. They said, preparing the way, prepare the way. I was like, yep, that's it. Now, I mentioned to you before, and this is one of the first things, of how do you prepare the way? It's through prayer. If you're not actively praying for souls, and, and I'm not talking about, you know, the praying over your food prayers. I'm talking about praying. I'm talking about seeking souls in prayer. Souls universally and generically and souls specifically. You know, there are many people that are saved and loving the Lord and, and have known the Lord for years because someone prayed specifically. I know in my case, there were people praying specifically for me by name. And I have no doubt in my mind that those prayers contributed to the fact not only that I came to Christ, but that I got to know Him. 
And I would say to you, the number one failure of fishing for souls is preparation. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever, ever, I don't know if you've ever done much fishing. It's been my blessing to be exposed to it and do it. Uh, some of it was literally so, to put food on the table in between, uh, you know, going out and catch some fish and put it in the fridge before work or after work or whatever, and, and it helped get through, helped make ends meet, literally. And then other times it was because it was a good, you know, just a good healthy thing to do, or I would take other fellas out and, and just, you know, expose them to it, especially what we would call, quote, you know, city boys, city people who just had never been exposed to it. It might have lived on the coast, which was the case uh, for several of the fellas I knew. But I would say this to you. Uh, preparation is important. Um, more than once, a situation's been ruined by lack of preparation. I remember one time we went out, and it was sort of spontaneous. Um, we didn't have, you didn't have cell phones and mobile phones and all that way back in those days. You know, this is this is back in the late 70s, 1970s. And uh, <laughs> and and I remember one time a fellow, he'd come by work at the end of the day, and he said, hey, he said, Those, the, the mullet are running, we're going to go pull the net if you want to after, after work. And it wasn't a school night, Bible Institute night, so we went. It was summertime. And we got out there, and lo and behold, we didn't just catch... Mullet, we were catching all kind of stuff, good stuff. And we had one big problem. Because it was spontaneous, we weren't prepared. And I literally took two t-shirts I had in the back of my toolbox, in the bottom of my toolbox, tied the next clothes, and was putting fish in them and tying that clothes. That's how many we caught. I, 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 every time I think about them gathering those nets in, you know, over there in Luke 5, and the nets begin to break, and then the ships begin to sink and all that, I, th I think, you know, prepared, <laughs> prepared. They weren't prepared for that great blessing. So prepared is one of the most important parts. I saw a guy the other day, a professional, well-known, all over the world, professional bass fisherman, <laughs> was out on his boat, and they're going along, and all of a sudden, he says to the guy with him, he said, uh, you're not going to believe this, but we're out of fuel. We're out of gas. And they... <laughs> They literally had to use the trolling motor to go several miles. And it's a good thing they had good batteries, I suppose, and all that. But what was my point? Preparation. Preparation. Uh, I saw a guy the other day, a little video of a guy, and he was going out uh, fly fishing for crappie, panfish. And uh, he and his wife got on this thing and went out there. And they got out there, and they, <laughs> they got into them, and then one of them broke off one of the flies, and that's all he had brought was two flies. <laughs> he left it sitting on the bank in the fly box instead of sticking it in his pocket or whatever. Now, I'm saying all that. Those are just illustrations. Prepared. Prepared. Here's my point. To be a fisher of souls, you've got to learn the value of preparation and then practice it. Prayer is the first step of preparation, prayer. It is so important. And we could, you know, you could preach. I've preached on all kind of prayer. I, there, there wouldn't be anybody alive who's taught or preached the Word of God. And by the way, by the way, the world right now, 
they call it monetizing, okay, on things like social medias, different ones. I'm not even going to give them, you know, free advertising by mentioning them here, but you know what I'm talking about. They work off of hits. They work off of subscribers. They, they play the ads in the middle of the video and all that, and they get, you know, they monetize it. Well, 99.9% .9 of us are not monetizing anything. It's costing us to do it. And by the way, if you're in the ministry within the sound of my voice, uh, to me, one of the great things that has been lost is the belief that it will cost you to be in the ministry. I am totally surprised and offended at this attitude towards ministry nowadays. And, and, and hear me out. And ladies, if there's a pastor or evangelist or missionary's wife listening, hear me out. All this pressure put on, you put on, a, a woman puts on her husband, husband of the family, blah, blah, blah. And, and they're always trying to have this, this perfect, balanced life and all that to, because everyone says that's what's going to affect your children. The thing that will affect children the most is exposure to the Word of God. And, and, and either parent, or both, either parent becoming worldly-minded, worldly values, when God has called you to do something, is going to be the most disastrous exposure you could do to them. Instilling in them that they have to have this right and this right and this security and that security to serve God, that is totally opposite of the Bible. Paul said, I will very gladly spend and be spent. And I'm saying to you this, we have, a, we have let the world as a whole, I haven't, but people have as a whole, have let the world and their philosophy and their psychology in particular creep into Christianity and so-called Christian psychologists have made a fortune and made a living and paid for their ministries by telling everybody how to Christianize psychology. The Bible does teach psychology. Psychology is how your soul and mind should act and think. But it's the opposite of the world. You say, what has this got to be with... Well, hear me out. It should cost us to serve God. It'll never cost us what it cost Him to save us. And we're not trying to get to heaven, but it ought to cost us. That would be the only normal fair thing that we would fill up that which is behind of the afflictions of Christ. Uh, yesterday and today's Oswald Chambers devotions are amazing. You ought to read them on, in the classical version. <clears throat> and I'm saying that to say that we're, we're going to talk about preparation today and tomorrow because uh, we, we have to. Preparation is everything when it comes to that. Uh, you, you, could, you could go look. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of little videos on how to tie knots when you're fishing with line. There are hundreds, if not thousands, of videos about throwing a net. How to, how to put out a sane net. How to, why is that? Because how-to matters, but you got to be prepared. If you ain't got the knots tied right, if you don't have the bait with you, if you don't have good lures, etc., you ain't going to catch nothing. But also, you got to be prepared to preserve it. So preparation leads to all that. It leads to preserving your catch and propagating it, etc. And I'm going to throw this in, and we'll get to it tomorrow, but... Another thing about preparation, not just prayer, but, but I, I wish I could drive it home to you. I wish I could somehow, you know, say some mantra that would get inside you and that would solve it for you forever for prayer, but it won't. <coughs> pray, excuse me, pray without ceasing means we have to practice it. First Thessalonians 5, pray without ceasing. 
Another one is people and people ways. Somebody somewhere along the line got on one in one ditch called, you know, how to win friends and influence people. <laughs> and that's how you're going to win them. And then the other one was be crude and rude. And when they reject the gospel, then you can say that when they reject you, they rejected the gospel. Those are two ditches. And there's a ditch on both sides of the road. And I promise you, if you say, well, I will not go in that right-hand ditch of winning friends and influencing people, and you end up in the other ditch, you're still in a ditch. Period. If you've ever been, had somebody cross a line and hit you head on, it did not matter which line they crossed. They could go into that ditch if they're headed to the other. And when you cross that line and you don't stay in your lane and we don't let our moderation be shown unto all men, you know what happens? Somebody gets hurt. Something gets neglected. Not just ourselves, but others. And, and I would present to you this. I would present to you that it's so, it, you say, well, you're awful, you know, insistent on this. I am. Listen, this is how we got to where we're at. I got saved and I got discipled because somebody for 2,000 years preached the gospel. Somebody got saved, somebody discipled somebody, then they taught others to do so also. And it happened over and over and over and over. It did not fall out of the sky in 1973, you know, it had been passed on and passed on. And you know what I've watched in my spiritual lifetime? I'm watching it go all over the place, all the way. There's these people that, t that, that fish with dynamite nowadays. I'm talking about spiritually speaking. <clears throat> they think just an onslaught and a, you know, and, and then if anybody who doesn't get saved, you know, too bad they got in the way. There's others who are out there fishing with yarn. And they're never going to get anything in the boat because it's going to break off every time they get somebody close to shore. We have got to spend some time on this because that's what he said he would make us to be and to do. So for today, would you focus on it? The importance of preparation. Right now, I'm talking about the preparation of the fisher. We'll talk a little bit about that tomorrow. We'll talk about, you know, the fact that you know, you wearing a gator out there in that sun and, and all that stuff. And, and just all the things that go into preparation. And I will say to you, please focus on it with me. Please ask God. Because we need to be fishers of souls in these last days ahead of us. Instead of just standing up looking at the sky, we need to be looking horizontally and saying, God, show me how I can be a fisher of souls. See you in the morning.